Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts. Whisper and Brew. Hello, everyone. Buy planning is done, finally. It's something we've been stressing over for the past 10 weeks to get ready for both of them. But uh, it seems to be done now. Round 17 in the books. Uh, an up and down week. Um, I am your host, Yassi Whisper, joined, as always, by the coach of the Brew World Order. Uh, Brewski, I finished up with 8.26, and that was with 11 players. You, 7.82 with 13 Highlighted by our fan favourite, Cody Ramsey. Yes, I was uh, very happy to see Cody Ramsey score a double this afternoon. I uh, I needed it. Most of my players went just okay this week. Didn't really have anyone go too bonkers. As you know, you've scored higher than me with two less players. So that's kind of proves that theory. So Ramsey getting a double today was great. Yeah, Um I don't know. Like, is should we should we be stress, stressing over score this week? I mean, I've seen some people go as low as like five hundred. Um, Tim Moody went over a thousand. I think it just depends on how you set up for the run home. Uh, I'm very happy with how I'm looking for the run home. Had Cody Walker uh, surpass his break even, and I had Mitch Barnett also do very well. So money shouldn't be an issue to get the moves that I want to make. Um, it's I think it's just a case of how you set up for the run home. Yep, exactly right. Like the score is important this week in that it can be a very big moving round, but at the same time, you know, like if you've if you've if pulled you, if you've pulled your team apart to get a good score, that's that's the issue. Like you, you're going to have to hold on to that momentum. Oh, absolutely. That's why you know I was saying a few weeks ago I was debating whether or not I wanted to to make the trades to get the buy numbers because you know I could have probably scored five fifty this week and still held my ground. Um, you know, my score's not great, but with my 12K rank, I'm probably going to see a green arrow with a 782. Uh, you know, you got to weigh up whether or not the extra three or four trades will be worth it for that bigger rise over the buy round or whether you can make more ground with better trades, I suppose, and better players Yeah, the remaining eight rounds. It's hard for me to get a gauge of where I am. Like, each week I look at Tim Williams, um, Tim Moody, and the physio because we're all sort of ranked within 100 spots for each other. Um, put a big dent in the physio this week, and then Tim Moody, obviously, uh, had a bonkers week. Killed so, it. yeah, uh, it's hard for me to get an idea as to where I am. I don't know whether the guys above me have had poor weeks or if I've, I've had a good week. Um, so, yeah, 10.30 tomorrow will be interesting. I don't think I'll be seeing red at all. Um, it'll be a case of whether we're into the top 100 or whether we're sort of plotting around 150, 200. Um, but, yeah, some big moves, and we'll talk about sort of our early trade plans at the end of this episode. But moving forward, the first game of the week, Sharks 28, Storm 6. Sharks were plus seven uh, and a half on the money line. I, I had a lot of money on the Sharks this week. Was very happy. Highlighted by Jesse Ramian with 133. Uh, if I if you if you knew that Ramian was getting 133, you'd be worried because I know that you're a Katoa owner and a 55 from him. Not ideal as an owner for yourself. Oh, Katoa. 
Katal could be the number one center in the comp if Framian could pass the ball. Seriously, like he, he does not like him. He gets he gets fifty to seventy pretty much every single week, and the amount of tries that he doesn't get because glue hands doesn't pass in the ball is astronomical. So, you know, I don't hate owning owning Katoa because I like watching him play, and he, he's a great finisher, and you know he rarely lets me down. But god damn. It allows you. It'll, 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 yeah, it allows, it allows you, you know to push what? on Ramian. You know what's funny? I was thinking the other day. I was like, I should just buy Jesse Ramian. Yeah, just double down. Because you know, if he passes the ball, sweet, I win. If he doesn't pass the ball, well, sweet, you know, at least I own him, and I, I don't have to yell at the TV screen so much. Uh, Blake Braley with an eighty-two. Cam McInnes on updates up to seventy-two. He was in the firing line this week. Um, I was definitely trading him for Harry Grant. But now the news that Munster's out, Hunt is going to play in the halves, and what you would expect Grant to play the full eighty. Maybe thinking no. that we hold off on Harry Grant for one more week. Thanks I to don't Kemp- think any of that will happen. Actually, you, what do you think is happening? Are oh, you think Dearden comes in or? Yeah, I think it's straight swap. I don't, don't think they want to change the um, the chemistry of that lineup too much by moving too many people positionally. I think Dearden will just come straight into the six, and I think that'll happen because Cherry Evans and Hunt are the same player. Even still, though, like, McInnes' performance this week has shown that he can do it off the bench. Um, I'm not really worried about holding for one more week. I'm happy to happy to give Grant a week to get over Origin, and McInnes can probably just fill that slot for one more week with a 72. Well, I've got, I've got Brandon Smith calling umpires cheating bastards, so... I have that issue, and he's probably going to be suspended for a yes, while. So yes, yes, we, we, McKinnis is, we is my McKinnis, my guy. You know, because uh, Hooker's not really a priority for me at the moment, so I'll probably just ride the season out with McKinnis. Yeah, well, I've got Cotter and McKinnis, and the idea was weighing up which one of those to keep for the run home, and I was leaning towards Cotter, but McKinnis has been up and down, but a seventy-two from him is perfectly fine. Uh, Matt Moylan playing some two thousand and fifteen esque footy this year. He's Play. He's been in some really, really good form this year, Matty Moylan. He had a 68. Uh, Braden Trindle came in for the one game with a 65. Uh, Ronaldo Molotale with a 57. Connor Tracy played really well with a 56. Interesting to see what happens with rotation when Talakai comes back. If, I don't know, he, he goes into the into the middle or they keep him at centre. I'm not too sure. Tracy did play really well, but I do see Talakai holding that spot. Uh, Britton Nakora, 55. Sonia Katoa, your boy with a 55. Will Kendi, 55. And Dalfanukan with a 53. Really, the only ones to talk about. Uh, I was on cloud nine with Andrew Fafita. He was doing really well for me. Was looking at like a 45, 50 score. And then the bloke decides to, you know, get sin minned in the last 30 seconds of the game. So he could have had, oh, sorry, the last five minutes of the game. Look, if I if I pulled that fifty from Fafita out of my ass, I would have been over the moon. Um, but thirty four is a bloke that sat on the bench all year. I can't complain about. Um, as for the Melbourne Storm, your boy Brennan Smith, sixty two with a sin bin. Um, yeah, I think you'll be the NRL don't like uh, those kind of accusations, and he might be might be on on the pine for two three weeks. Yeah, I think he'll get suspended just to um, kind of take a stand against. Well, for one, abusing the referees, but two, you can't really get caught saying those type of things. So I'm sure they'll come down firm on him. And he's basically become a sell, but an awkward priced one. Yeah, that's why I never really got around buying him, to be honest. Uh, Alec McDonald with a 62. Jerome Hughes, 56. Nick Amini, 53. Nelson Asper-Solomon, 52. Chris Lewis, 51. Ryan Pappenhausen, 
was on the verge of scoring like 85. I'm kind of glad that try got pulled back uh, because I would have looped the 85 and I would have missed out on the bloke we'll speak about soon. But Papadou's in 49, I don't know, broke his finger or some shit, but apparently he's fine, like a tendon, a tendon tear or something, but... Physio mm. reckons he'll be good for next week. Not the ideal trade-in um, for not like the result that people wanted after paying 900k for him with a 49, but promising that he did get 49 doing nothing, I guess. Yeah, and that I guess that's Pappy. The Storm were brutally bad. They're in mm-hmm. a real downer at the moment, but I can't... It's the Storm. They, they never stay down for too long. Uh, I don't think it's a 10 and tear. If it was a tear, he'd be in big trouble. He'd probably be out for the rest of the season. If it was a tear, I've actually done that in my finger. Um, and it involves a cast followed by a splint and then followed by, you know, about three months of rehab to get your finger moving the way that it's supposed to. So I, I think it's it's called mallet finger. I know that. But um, I don't think it's actually a tear and he should be, should be okay. And hopefully he is because, you know, I held him for half a season. I didn't want just a 135 and a 49 on his return. Well, you mentioned you mentioned uh, he won't be out for the season, but Grant Anderson, a game, to, a game to forget, uh, injured, went off, came back on, injured, injured again, off, 17 points. Um, yeah, I don't really know if he comes back into the into the first grade team. Fully straight, full strength, you think Munster goes to six, Meany goes to the wing, uh, Eremia will go to one wing, Seve and Olam on the others. And yeah, Grant Anderson, a game to forget. Yeah, well, he's done his job, hasn't he? You know, made us bugger all money and got us seventeen points on the buy round. That's what we love. Woo! Uh, he wasn't he wasn't okay cash down at the time though, so you cannot complain about that. But the Sharks were uh, were very, very, very good. Twenty eight to six winners. Uh, game two, a game that I was at, and I um, oh, you can see from the stream, um, Cody Walker is highlighted in orange. I ummed and ard all day. I was like, look, Pappenhausen sucked. Well, what's IPAP's going to get? If IPAP gets 70 and Walker gets 30, I've lost 40 points, but I can take the upside and go for Walker. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'd love to give you some like high-detailed inside analysis as to why I picked Cody Walker for captain, but it came down to the fact that my work rang me, and I'm a disability support worker. Work rang me and said, hey, we have a consumer that wants to go to the footy tonight. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I would have captain Cody just so, just so I've got something to watch at the game tonight. But it did pay off. 119 points from Cody Walker. Uh, he was, yeah, really, really good. Got a really dubious try to start the game and then took an intercept. Must be nice for him to be on the other end of the intercepts rather than dishing them out. And then uh, two try assists as well. Uh, Rabbitohs look really good, Brew. Uh, they were Good in patches, I'd say. Obviously, they they started well. I had no issues also, you know, even though I didn't own Cody and I was death riding him, I had no issues with the first try. It was a try, in my opinion. Uh, Then they they just went to sleep and the nights were all over them. Um, And after that, I actually went to bed, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) You didn't miss much. You did not miss much. I mean, you missed some Latrell junk. He got 93, which... I was death running Latrell, so not overly happy about that. Richie Kenner with 91. Alex Johnson owners must be ripping their hair out because they were all AJ's points. Uh, oh, yeah, he was also a late exclusion from this game, which really rocked some people. Uh, Tom Burgess was very, very good. He came off the bench, and he was exceptional when he came on. Uh, 76 points from him. Uh, Tavita Totola, a guy that I was looking at bringing in this week uh, just for a one-week play. 71 points from him. Junior Paulo with a 61 as well. Sort of rounds it out. Um, Jed Cartwright... <laughs> If you bought, are you happy? Because like, there's there's all the possibility in the world that he he, he jags a bench spot because there is a bench spot open. And he got forty nine, which is like okay. But then if he does find his way onto the bench, that's not ideal. 
look, if that part happens, then, you know, it could be a little bit of an AE nightmare down the stretch, but you're not going to complain about a near bottom dollar guy whipping out of 49 on the buy round. So you'd hope that he just, you know, has done his job and disappears. But if he doesn't, well, at least you got the points this round, I guess. Uh, 43 from Tass, not too bad, doing nothing. Um, but if you were one, of, I don't know who would have still held him, but Lockie Ilias, if you did hold him, if you got to like round 12, round 13, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to hold him for the buy. Big fat duck egg, uh, HIA after what, the first tackle, <laughs> first two tackles, something like that. Yeah, he got absolutely flogged. Oh, not, uh, not, not good. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, on the night side of things, Mitch Barnett, 97 points, my hero. Um, I was tossing up between him and Joe O last week, as you know, on the podcast. It turns out um, that Barnett lost that encounter, but he lost it by like six points, and it was 130k difference. So I'll take the Mitch Barnett situation there. He crashed over for a nice try uh, in his last game for the Ramsey Resurgence, probably. Uh, Edric Lee with a 79. Edric Lee is now super coach relevant. Some, th- some things I'd never thought I'd say. Yeah, I um, I was getting Edric Lee. I ended up doing two trades this week. Um, not the third. Uh, couldn't do the third because the third was going to be Tane Milne to that man, Edric Lee. So I'm a, I'm a little bit dirty that I didn't just do it anyway because he outscored him, and you know he's gonna. He's going to be a 600k plus player, which you know I'm stuck selling a probably a 390k mill now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, I sympathise sympathise with you there, Dom Young, the other uh, winger for the Knights. He had a blinder. Se- yeah, he, he got 73, really happy. I was pumping his tires all last year, the preseason, didn't really materialise, but has definitely come on leaps and bounds this year. And yeah, he's played a, like last good like month or so of footy. I thought he had a great game. Like I only saw the first half, but um, I think he scored two, two tries. It might have been in that half, and he looked real good. Well, you should have stayed up because David Clem was looking for a monster score this week, and then uh, look, bagged the meat pie, the first meat pie since I think 2016, 2017 or something like that. So five years drought. But he was on song for a, he was on song for a big score, and then uh, gets sent off in the last five seconds, six seconds. That takes his score down, but still a respectable seventy. But if you're yeah. a if you're a front row forward that scores a try, you'd you'd maybe like more than seventy. Yeah, even if you give him the extra ten points back, you know the the time was up on the clock, so yeah. he didn't score as well as I thought he would. When he crashed over, I was like, bloody hell! All these people that own Clemmer, they're getting this yeah. free junk on <laughs> the buy junk. round. And when I woke up and checked the scores, I was like, oh, what did was, Clem do? Wasn't that bad? And then I found out he got sent off, obviously. Got sent off. So, and he might be facing a few weeks on the sidelines. So, uh, good for non-owners. Uh, Adam Clune, 69. D. Saif with a 62. Tyrus and Frizzell with a 62 as well. Not a whole lot to round out there. But the Rabbitohs did run away 40 to 28 winners. And, yeah, um, I think 1.3% of people captain Cody Walker. I was death riding this game. Like, the opposite of death. I was just wishing Cody to do something, and, and he delivered. Um, I was talking to Tim Moody before this game started because he... VC Latrell, who got 93 points for a free loop. And when I realized that he did not follow through with that, I messaged him. I was, I, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? And I saw he had Mitch Moses as captain. And at the time, Mitch Moses was on 20 points after about 35 minutes. And the Tigers had uh, Manamua Sinbind. And Moses just went rampant. 115 points from him co- um, combined really well with Isaiah Papali'i, who also scored 90 points. Um, so... 205 points from the two of those guys, just ripped the Tigers apart. And yeah, Mitch Moses, flat track bully himself, 115 points from uh, from Big Mitchie. And some reports today are that Parramatta are doing everything they can to keep him at the club for life. Oh, I think I think they should. 
you know, he's not a Nathan Cleary level player, but he's one of the who is though? better. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if you're going to try and maintain this top four to six side, I think he's pivotal to that. I did see most of this game. Um, if two, you chose, two, I, you chose to watch a Tigers game and all the games to watch this weekend. I, I had two screens running when this game was on, so Jesus. I was kind of watching the cricket and this at the same time. Um, but you know, every time there was a, a try, I, I would see at the corner of my eye and, and look up and, and see what had happened. And when Papa Lee went over, I was dirty because I actually did go through with captaining Joe O. Uh, and they would have scored somewhat similar, and I would have been okay with that. But you know, the ninety far exceeds the sixty four now. So, but Moses was yeah, he was good. And you know, going into probably thirty minutes into the game, he was on like eight points. And yeah, I was that, that's, that's what I messaged him. I was like, I was like, oh. Bro, like, oh, and then but yeah, the second half just just ripped the it. The Tigers just went to sleep. Like, we I think suck. at one point there was tries in the there's two tries in the last two minutes. There was one a couple minutes before that, and maybe four minutes before that. It was like four tries in the space of eight minutes, and it just completely changed the game. Pl- plenty will get said about it, and and I'm not going to be here to rip Luke Brooks apart. But the Tigers were twelve men down, oh, one one man down. They had twelve men on the field. Uh, the ball in Parramatta's end. And controlling the game well, like they were matching them set for set uh, with the man in the bin, which is great. And on the second tackle, he puts a kick in, like a, a play that was just never on. And from there, yeah, Parramatta scored. They scored on the, off, off the back of the, the kick as well. Like it was just it was just rampant from them. And I don't want to lay the, the boot into Luke Brooks because it's not the podcast to do that. But it's just it's not working. I think, and it'd be better for both parties if they if they just cut ties. I think I think Luke Brooks, there is a player there, but there's not going to be a player there at the Tigers. Um, so it's just got to move on. Just. Put Adam Dewey at the six, Jackson Hastings at the seven. I think that would work well. Um, for the Eels, Mike Acevo with a 79-point affair. He also was a man that was on very few points until he got a few attacking stats. Regan Campbell-Gillard, one of New South Wales' best forwards that's not picked for origin, 62 points. Uh, Gutho with a 59, Marnie with a 58, Dylan Brown 57. And I want to highlight Sean Lane because, obviously, talk of the Twitter... Highly touted this week. Talk of the Twitter town. Uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he delivered a 50-point affair. Look, as a non-owner, I feel like he was dudded. I, I feel like he should be on 67 with that try because that was... Oh, the first try. That was rough on, on his part. I actually, yeah, I slowing, tweeted at the time. Sl- slowing the game down to like 0.25 frames a second, it's just not not the way that rugby league should be viewed, I think, when it comes to like bunkers and stuff. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I know it was the right call, but like... Man, like I'm sure if you looked at every put down in like 25 frames a second, you could really like pull some pull some bad put downs down. I just I I don't like it. I don't like the way the game's going in that sense. No, I I do agree. I've got no issues with checking the tries, but don't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As you said, don't slow it down to an absolute millisecond because then you can start questioning things that you shouldn't really be mm. questioning, you know. 
you're not going to get out your set square and, you know, look at everything by the millimetre. I don't know why they need to slow it down that much. I, I would have given that try. I, I went the early crow and tweeted about it. I'm not a non-owner. Um, I was actually given the, you know, the broken-legged giraffe a bit of credit and then, bam, it got taken off him. I know he's in the, I know he's in the chat. I know he's going to cry whenever he ends up, but I was messaging him on basically all weekend. And when this happened, he's, he's a Dylan Brown owner and a Sean Lane owner. So he was on cloud nine, and then I've never seen the bloke's heart get ripped out so quickly in the, in the space of 15 seconds. So I do feel for, for owners, and I definitely feel bad for the Brown slash Lane owners. Uh, for the Tigers, I think they were good in parts. Like they first 20 minutes, they were really well. Uh, had Matamua, first 30 minutes, they were really good. Had Matamua sin binned, which was questionable. And then, yeah, the game just turned when Luke Brooks put in a, a poor play. Um, David Nothalum was on about 10 points with about 10 minutes to go and decided to score a double, and he ran up to 81. Uh uh, I, I don't know his name, I'm sorry, but Brown, the hooker. Great story. Um, yeah, great story. Like, was told that he'd never play rugby, uh, play footy again. They wouldn't operate on him, and now he's back. Like, he's just sensational. Really, really good presence out of dummy half, and I really wish he sort of made himself known earlier because I don't need cheapy hookers right now, and I'm probably going to have to miss out on him. Uh, your boy, Joe Offerhand-Gowey, was in everything. Like, he was on 35 points after about 20 minutes, I feel. He wasn't, but he is in everything. I was watching his score very closely. He was on about 34 points after 28 minutes, I think it was. So I found out, um, I found out that, 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 believe it or not, Brew, uh, Joe Offengary's contract is up at the end of the year. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have anything to do with his performances. He'd probably end up at the Dolphins. Um, I, I really like Joe O this year. I think he's, yeah. he, he's, he's just a workhorse. And I actually watched a little bit closely because I did own a Tiger this week and I said I'd do that. And... <laughs> He he's he's there. He's always there. He gets a lot of touches. Someone um, messaged he either someone goes messaged himself me. or passes it. Someone messaged me during the week and it kind of stumped me. Like they said, for hundred k less, I don't own Tarpany or Joe. But to save hundred k, is it worth going Joe? And I was like, oh shit! Like it's not a bad shout. I mean, I love Tarpany, but like it's not a bad shout to save hundred k and, and go down to Joe. No, it's not. Um, on the game in general, you're right about Nofo. He also got a a mouthful of sand on one of those last two tries. I don't know if anyone saw that, but I thought it was hilarious. I thought um, Fanoa Pohl was really good. Yeah, I want to um, highlight, highlight our our new our new boy. What a man! What a, what a stud! He looks really good. And he looks and like- he, and he, and he got the start too, which was yeah. you know unexpected, which was great. But no, he and I think he might end up getting more starts too because I'm pretty sure Kamali's been told to go for the youth in this side. Yeah. So it could be could be a sneakily good good person to 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 hold and um see what happens with Luke he, Brooks you 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 mentioned him before I personally think the Tigers are always a man down when Luke Brooks plays so um at one point Mitch Moses absolutely owned his best mate completely owned him probably ended his ended his career made him look like an absolute fool and I saw Papa Lee do it another time his defense is just not up to scratch and obviously his his attacking game is subpar at best, in my opinion. So the Tigers should be moving him on, in my opinion. I'll tell you where Luke Brooks, I reckon, would thrive. And people will laugh at me because they have Josh Schuster. But Manly, like, I know that I'll play Schuster at six. But if you put Brooks at Manly, I really think he'd, he'd do good things. Because you've got Travojevic there to help him support. You've got, obviously, Cherry Evans there, who is a, a very, very good halfback. Like, you just take all the pressure off Brooks and, like, get him in an environment that he doesn't need to be the guy. Um, like, he doesn't even need, need to be the second guy. Like a fully fit turbo, and uh, I know really good Cherry Evans could mask a lot of his 
inabilities. And yeah, Kieran Forens had, had, has looked really good. Obviously, Kieran Forens a much better player than Brooks, but just a situation like that, I think Brooks needs to get himself into, um, just have the best for him out of his career. Not a bad call, that. Mm. Uh, yeah, our boy, our, our boy Pole, um, 48 points. He reminds me, and look, Stefano, after Origin last year, started to put turn the form on and uh, finish, the, finish the season like a wet sail. Pole reminds me very similar of, uh, of last year's Stefano. Speaking of Utikamato... Oh, got... he, he scored like 50 I... points in about 30 minutes. What a man. I, I said to someone a couple of weeks ago, sneaky option, look at Utikamato, he's going to start again soon. And I got blown away for it. I'm like, dude, he's like 298K. And they're like, oh, no, he's still shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? Last year, he killed it. Yeah. And I could see him being an okay guy if, if you did. I don't think anyone did. But if you've got him, it could be a very sneaky hold there. Occasional play. Yeah, you'd want to see him get better minutes because, like, yeah, he scored well. I think he scored 45 points in 28, 29 minutes, which is really good. But you don't want to rely on a one and a half PPM to get you through. Like, I want to see more minutes from him. But, yeah, as, a, as like, a late-season option, like, if you have a front row forward that gets injured and you need to... You know, cash out for some 45, 50 points. I don't, I don't hate Stefano, but I want to see more minutes from him. But Parramatta did run out 28 to 20 winners. And the last game of the round, the Broncos 32, the Dragons 18. Uh, I professed on Twitter all week that the Dragons are great value this week. Um, the Broncos have their entire side out. I know that the Dragons have been hunt, but I still think they'll be good. And yeah, the Broncos, it's never fun when the Broncos are winning because it's... Uh, it's always fun to, to make fun of the Broncos when they when they lose. So to see them succeed is is sucky. Uh, but Dolphins fullback, I'm calling it Dolphins fullback of next year. Tessie New, unreal. You reckon he'll be the fullback? I don't know. Like, like, where does he get a spot at this in the in the Broncos side next year? Like, you're gonna have Walsh at fullback. You're gonna have Mam at six. You're gonna have uh, Reynolds at seven. There's just no room for for Tessie New. And they've struck out on Munster. They've struck out on Ponga. Uh, I mean, mm. I don't know if I'm building a club. I don't really want Jermaine Asako as my fullback. So you know, you can do worse. You can yeah. do worse and call the Broncos and be like, "Hey, can we have Tessie New?" And the centers and the wingers are pretty much you know locked in too. Like all four of them guys, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, Cobo, they're gonna Cobo Stags, and then you can have Herbie when he's fit, and then and Coates, Coates, uh, Oates. Uh, Oates yeah. oh, sorry, Oates will be there. Like, there's, there's just no room for Tessie, and he's too good of a fullback to be. Or he's too, he's too of a player in general to be in reserve grade. So, I think. If you're Wayne Bennett, you just you work out what it costs you to get um, you get Tessie out of the Broncos, and you just make a play for him. I feel probably the best fullback well, that, that like realistically that's available. Well, he was already beating Azarko out to the fullback spot, so just go to the Dolphins and yeah. do it again. <laughs> just do it again. <laughs> uh, but he was really good. Like he he links up very well on both sides of the field. Uh, put Stags over for a few, and then helped Mam on the on the left hand side as well. And he got 139. Uh, Tony Stags with a 99 point affair. Uh, just. The one that got away, Tony Staggs, I feel like the one that got away. Like some people still own him now, which is which is great for them. But when we needed him most, he did not deliver. Um, but yeah, give him early ball, and he's very good at footy brew. Believe it or not. Oh, he always has been. It's just they weren't really going that side, and they were cutting him out to go to Cobo a lot. You know, interesting. Cobo doesn't play here, and Staggs gets a big one. I bloody had him too, and you know when he got selected in Origin One, I thought, oh well, there goes the buy number and sold him. But in hindsight, he would have been a great person to still have this week. Broncos played really well, I thought, uh, especially given, you know, the amount of names on that list right there that are not normally in that side. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, 
Hoyer, Hoyer, uh, with Coates being moved into Origin camp, a lot of people uh, decided to pick this bloke up for 180k, and yeah, he delivered 94 points as well. Uh, Kobe Hetherington was very, very good today to the middle. I felt 76 points. Uh, I want to touch on our boy Hosking, though, because unfortunately, I think he's played himself onto the bench, which is not good. Your boy, mate, not our boy. I don't no, know. No, he's, um, uh, what a start. Like, I think he's played himself onto the bench now, which is terrible. I uh, will see that the Broncos had a pretty solid bench full strength anyway. So just see how it plays out. But you'll take the 62 points for the bottom dollar. That's for sure. Yeah. I want to, um, I think he, he had a really good, hang on. He had a really good game today. He, oh, his numbers were good. Yeah. I was, I I was about to read them out. So today. 80 yeah. minutes and offload, 17 hitups, 143 meters, uh, 42 post contact meters, four tackle bars, 30 tackles, two misses. And yeah, 62 super coach points, which is perfect. Um, Ezra Mann with a 62 as well. Always nice. Uh, he's not going to be a play in my side week on week, but he's definitely a guy that you could play on matchups. Uh, did go off for HIA, which is a tad concerning, but yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, not much else for the, for the Broncos to talk about, really. Had a couple of good young youngsters off the bench. Uh, Willison and... Uh, Kennedy and yeah, uh, Hoskins were, were good uh, for the Dragons though. Top scored by the mascot of the Ramsey resurgence, Cody Ramsey. What a stud! Eighty points from him. Two tries. Looked really involved. Um, I think it says a lot about his game in general, just overall, that he is holding out. Who many thought is the Dragons' work of the future in Tyrell Sloan. Cody Ramsey is a god. That's all I have to say on the matter. What is happening with our chat? We've, I think we've been invaded by. I think we've been invaded by some bots. So lovely. We have. Uh, Black Lowe with a seventy-one. Moses Sully with a seventy-one. Jaden Sullivan with a sixty-two. Jack Burb with a fifty-six. Not much to talk about here. Like the Dragons without Ben Hunt are not good. No, they're not. Um, they are showing themselves to be a little bit of a uh, one-man team. But shout out know. to Tarek Sims. Ninety-nine people bought him in this week for a twenty-three uh, and two sin bins. So. If you're one of the 99 people... It's a people, special kind of character to get a double sin bin. Uh, yeah, I can only think of Victor Radley in recent times that has done it. So, well done. Cam Munster, 2018 Grand Final. Thank you very much. <sighs> nice, nice. Uh, of course, you'd know that. Hey... Um, I would. <laughs> we, we, have, we have eight minutes left on the Zoom call before it cuts out, so we'll end the podcast then. But let's talk about, I guess, our future trades moving forward. And Any early knee-jerk reactions for you, my man? No, not really. I haven't... I'll be honest, I haven't really thought about it. I've... I've got Milne, I've got Brandon Smith, I've got Ezra Mam. They're probably three guys that I want to try and rotate into better players. Um, I, think over Ma- the weeks. A, I think Mam's a serviceable hole, and he can probably be like a, a, a reasonable fourth reserve in some weeks moving forward. He'd be the lowest on that list. He'd be the lowest priority, especially with Munster. You know, we've got to see how he goes in origin and whether he returns or not. So, COVID. He's, um, out, he's out, mate. But, see, see how he bounces back with COVID. Touche. But, you know, as long as he gets named and returns, then I could go free up some cash with Nam. I probably will just hold him. Um, but I do want to try and turn Milne into um, uh, Josh Curran, I'm thinking, next week. Ooh, that's, that's a pod. I like that. That's a good pod move for you. That's what I'm all about now. Um, so, in the end, I traded out Ryan Madison. With the news that he was not backing up, uh, I listened to the NRL Physios podcast and sort of looked at the stats about how these rib cartilage injuries happen. Uh, I decided to hold Adam Elliott, and we trade that Matto. Um, so we have like 560k in the bank, and I think the moves next week for wow. me. Yeah, got, got a lot of cash. Uh, we, we we downgraded to Hoskins and uh, Polway for the reason why I thought I, with Cody Walker's massive break even. Cam McInnes's massive break even. I was petrified that I wouldn't have the money to do the moves that I wanted to do. 
Uh, but they both did well, and so we don't really need the cash. But we're going to go, I think, Mitch Barnett to how about Olakawatu, just for the run home, you know, yep. se- season keeper. Um, Barnett, Barnett was great for two weeks, uh, but the plan was always to, to get to Hamole. And then it's going to be a case of, like, do I pull the trigger and go Harry Grant? Or do we do we go a week early on Tedesco? I know that Cody Walker has the Bulldogs next week, which could be juicy. But looking at their Dragon side, man, like they look terrible. And I think you guys, the Roosters next week, could put a, an absolute score on them. I prefer the Teddy move because A, Grant could possibly play 80 minutes, as you said. If not, he'll still be backing up from an origin game. Yeah. And B, Harry Grant has not been playing too good for Melbourne recently anyway. And his scores have not been astronomical. I prefer the Teddy move. Yeah, I think I'm going to go a week early because th- the original plan was to do the McInnes to Grant move, but now that you know Grant might be playing 80 minutes in Origin and then backs up a couple of days later or whatever, and the Storm just don't look good, I might go Teddy, um, and he could honestly just be like a reasonable captain choice if the Panthers decide to rest like Cleary, Luai, and all that. So yeah, I might be looking to move on Cody, bring Mam down to five eighth. Uh, it depends though, like if. If Munster isn't good with COVID, then I'm going to have to play Ezra Mam. So it's definitely teamless Tuesday relevant, but I think nothing's happened to, like I said to you on the podcast last week, two weeks ago, that I had this massive plan. Oh my God. Okay, give me two seconds. I'm going to remove all these chats and then we'll come back to it. Um, but like nothing has changed for me to like blow up, blow up the team, if that makes sense. Um, let me... You got a really strong side. I'll just talk for a little bit while you deal with that. You, go. you got a strong side, so um, I, I like the Tedesco move. I don't think you need to make too many trades if you don't have to. You got a world of depth. Like even selling guys like Barnett, you know, I could see why you're doing it and following your plan. But it's not a absolutely you have to do this. No, kind no, of it's move it's just it's just just the is. case of having Hamola. I think like I, I think I need to own that guy. Like he's just ripping me apart every week. Um, we could sell Tago and we could sell May. But they have the Tigers this week. <laughs> like it's look. I, I, I personally, I don't think I'm going to sell either. No, now. no, either I, do I. I, I want was the depth. on the. I was on the can't own both train, but it's really hard to know which one is going to be the one each week with those two. Like, yeah, Tago doesn't get as many tries, but Tago gets a lot of assists and a lot of other things that Tellamay doesn't get. So I feel like if Kicker has a good game, Tago has a good game. Because yeah, they work well together. A lot of line break assists to to Tago. So I I don't know. I'm honestly thinking that Ramsey and Milne, who I will trade probably both of, I'm probably going to move both of Talakai and Tago down into my centers. I'm not really going to focus on getting any more high ceiling centers. I'm going to, you know, try and bring in some pod forwards. I think and. I could, oh, that will mean actually, I play Tago and May pretty much weekly. I'm just looking at my side. I could keep Barnett for the run home and I could trade at Max King. I will tell you this. I said this a couple of weeks ago. The Knights run home is yeah. real good. Yeah, that's what I'm real thinking. Good. Like, I know that Barnett's leaving the club, but no one's knocking the door, no one's knocking the door down to take his minutes. Um, and the Knights suck right now and he's still playing 80, which is a positive. Um, I could actually sell Max King. However, though, if I have an injury to IPAP or Tarpany, I have to play Pole. Because I don't have anyone else to, to rotate through, so that's why. Like, if I keep maxing, at least I've got the jewel there, it's flexible. Um, but I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll we'll fill around. I've got plenty of depth. Um, plenty of. I guess it's a good headache to have. Like, I'm not too sure who to sell. So, I'm definitely keeping May and Tago for at least a week because they play the Tigers, and I'm just going to play both of them. And yeah, we'll go from there. I I actually hope Cleary's rested because I have the depth to to cover for it. I feel. I don't hope that, but 
I'm, I'm cheering you on more than I'm cheering myself on at the moment. So if that happens, head so to then. head's brutal, man. Like I went through all my leagues. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like seventh, tenth, twelfth, eleventh, ninth. I'm, I'm not, I'm not first or second in any of my head to head leagues, despite coming two hundredth. Like I don't understand it. It's just, it's not fair. I'm a little surprised by that. Last year when I was killing it, it reflected in in the head to heads. Like I, I was ranked one to four in pretty much all ten leagues that I was in last year, and they kind of went hand in hand, but. You know, this year, oh my god, head to head is shocking. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm in. I'm in nine leagues, and they're all cash leagues. And uh, we're coming 210th. I'll quickly read out my results: tenth, first, first, fourth, third, tenth, ninth, eighth, twelfth. So I'm coming first in two leagues, and apart from that, I'm outside the I'm outside the top eight in a lot of them. I don't understand it. Yeah, well. Sometimes you you could lose by a point. Oh, luck, luck of the draw. I, I, I yeah, I know. Like I um, another week you win by two hundred. It does, it never just doesn't even out. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, but that is going to wrap up the dual position podcast round seventeen review. Jesus, we only have eight rounds left of the year. Uh, this year has gone very very quick. I've been the host of the dual position podcast, yes, the Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, joined as always by the coach of the Brewer Order, Brewski, mate. I thank you once again for giving me your Sunday night. No problems at all. No Thank worries. Thank you, everybody. Yes, stay safe, have fun, uh, keep dry in this weather, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully, we, we both see some green arrows. What's the goal for you? I'm assuming inside top 10K would be nice. Yeah, if I can get inside the top 10K, that'd be good, and then I'll probably just aim to you know get somewhere 2.5 to 5K for my final rank, I guess, and given the way the season's gone, I'd just take that. But if I can get inside the top 10 to start with, that would be... Very good. Lovely. Well, let's see you on Tuesday, mate. I'll talk to you then. All right. Ciao for going out, guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 